listening to Sandcast, Beach Volleyball with Triborn and Travis Mortar, presented to you by VolleyballMag.com. Today we have one of the top teams in the world, the top Canadian ladies team, Melissa Humana Paredes. You nailed it. Thank you. And Sarah Pavin. Is it Pavin or Pavin? Pavin. Oh, I got the hard one. <laughs> yeah, I got the, the hard one. I rolled my R, Sarah Pavin. Pavin. Oh my god. <laughs> I should redo the whole. <laughs> Damn it. I mean, Sarah Pavin. It's okay. Everybody struggles with both of our my names. My name's Tri, so. Yeah. Travis. Try, yeah. Travis is late today, by the way. So um, that intro is his fault. Yeah, he's on timeout. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, we have uh, the top team in the world. Although, uh, what, what, what's been going on lately, ladies? We've been. Uh, Playing in, what, four events this year? Four in the Commonwealth so far, yeah. Four FIVBs and the Commonwealth Games. Yeah. yeah. And we started off in Fort Lauderdale. We saw you guys there. Had a pretty good showing. Not a, not a bad start, but definitely not uh, what we wanted or expected. Wanted or expected yeah. Now, coming into the year, you were number one, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so... It's hard to, uh, you can only <laughs> either stay at the top or go down from there. So uh, what was that finish in Fort Lauderdale? Finished fifth. Yeah. We lost to fifth. Summer and Brooke in a pretty thrilling quarters. Um, but yeah, it kind of escaped us a little bit. I can tell you guys are like cringing about it. <laughs> still. Yeah, to this day, we still haven't that, That's a good tell. thing. <laughs> Most teams are like out here like, yeah, we got a fifth, a top five finish and one of the hardest events in the world. And that's a good good thing for most teams for you guys you're like cringing like, yeah oh my god we got a fifth so bad. which we don't want to we don't want to like people to think like oh fifth terrible like it is by all intents and purposes like a good finish right. but like our goal is to be in the semifinals or on the podium like every tournament because that means that we are playing well right um so yeah it's fifth good. is not bad but we have like pretty high expectations. Very high standards. And you guys set that standard pretty early on in your partnership, right? This is only your second season together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you guys got to the top of the world in only one season together. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of, uh, I mean, for myself, uh, a big, it was a huge learning curve. Um, right. and it was, it was just all so fast and so quick, but it was all pretty amazing. Um, to just, come into this new partnership and, and, um, gel so well and, uh, kind of establish ourselves on tour and, and, and raise our level, um, so fast and just, and just have that chemistry so quickly. I think it really surprised me. Um, and I think most people as well. So that was, that was really, really great experience for sure. And we're still building off of that too. And uh, you're recognized for having a really steep learning curve because you got the um, FIVB, FIVB Most Improved Player last year, right? Yeah. Which is pretty impressive because back in 2014, you got Rookie of the Year. Yeah. I think I got it that year, too. We Did we? shared it. It was <laughs> I think so. Oh, Is it 14? Yeah, maybe. Or 13. I don't know. Anyway, I, I got to get my stats right. Usually yeah. Travis has my back on Dude, those stats. Travis was just dropping the ball today. <laughs> yeah, I'm the I'm the the color guy. He's my yeah. play-by-play. <laughs> um, 
but Sarah, you got um, best blocker in 2017 as well. Mm-hmm. So how was that? In 2016, uh, she was back to back. And 2016 or 15? 15. Oh, right, 15. Skip the year. My stats are wrong too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our stats are all over the place here, people. We're all falling apart without Travis. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but how was 2017 for you? Because um, um, yeah, I mean, you guys, you brought your partner. First of all, you went to the Olympics in 2016, mm-hmm. switched partners, and then brought a young and up-and-coming, one of the, uh, or the most improved player. Um, you brought her up and went to the top of the world. Um, yeah, as Mel said, it was, like, super exciting. Um, we knew that we had, like, a really strong potential together, um, and that, like, with time we could definitely be in contention to be one of the top teams. Um, but yeah, it happened much quicker than than either of us expected, um, which I think is so amazing. Right. Uh, it, was, it was exciting. It was nice to see consistency. Right. Um, it was nice that to see the grit and like, the fire and like not being satisfied with like just making one semifinal or just like making one podium or whatever. Like we kind of became addicted and wanted it to happen all the time. And, you know, even though we are in the second year and, you know, every team is elevating their level, we've still been able to hold on to that spot. And, um, you know, we still have so many things that we want to get better at and that we're working on, and we know that we can still get so much better. So we're excited about that. And so we're just kind of trying to, like, the first year was about laying the foundation. Now we're just kind of trying to find our identity as a team and, like, see, you know, how this is going to come together and look for the long run. Right. How does it feel that you guys did that in the first year of the quad versus, you know, obviously for, I'm guessing everyone's goals are Olympics. And how does it feel to, to kind of have such a good year the first year in the quad when you know you, need, you want to peak in the Olympics? In my mind, I'm like, that's great because then you can set the bar for yourself really high. You can kind of have time to go through those well, highs and lows. Yeah. But if you like have a great year the year before the Olympics and it's like, wow, we got to maintain this for two years straight. Yeah. which the best teams in the world do. I'm sure you guys would uh, think you're capable of, but what, how does that kind of resonate in your mind? I think for us, um, I mean, when we, were start, when we started together, that wasn't really um, kind of in our mind. We were just, you know, playing, and we were just out there and trying to figure it out and, and see what works best for us and our, our best methods of communication and, and what kind of, what we wanted to establish. Like, mm-hmm. Sarah really took a chance on me when she asked me to play with her, you know, Um, I think she did. (laughs) And, um, and I'm so grateful for that, but you know, I had to switch, um, roles. I had to switch, uh, sides. And so we both didn't really know how I was going to respond to this. It was kind of my first time playing at such a high level and playing with someone who was so experienced and so professional. Um, so I think we were just kind of figuring it all out. And the fact that we were so successful with it, still learning so much, Mm -hmm. um, I think was really, I think comforting for us and exciting for us because we have so much more that we need to improve on and that we can improve on. And I think our potential is like, it seems limitless right now. Mm -hmm. And even though we did kind of reach 
the top of the world in rankings. It We do not feel like that. I think we feel like we have so much more we can improve on. Like we have a very high ceiling um, and we're not really close to it yet, which is again, really exciting because if we can be here and be top of the world and play the way that we are now, knowing that we're not, we're not there yet. Um, and we still have a few years to, you know, get there and I guess peak for what we want to peak for. Um, I think that's extremely exciting, but yeah, I think we're going through different learning curves and different phases and, um, it's all just really exciting. Um, so I think we're just looking forward to what else we can come up with. Yeah, that's got to be a good feeling to be, to reach a really high level, but not feel like you've given it your all yet. Mm -hmm. Not that you're not trying your hardest, but like, you're like, wow, I have so much more room to grow. Yeah. And I'm already, I've already kind of gotten to, to the level that I want to be playing at and winning at. Um, so yeah, I think, I mean, excited is a good word for that one for sure. I kind of feel like I got to that level working on getting past it right now, but I think you guys, uh, you guys been looking good out there. Now we talked about 2018, how it's going so far and earlier, and you guys kind of were cringing. (laughs) 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 So, uh, tell us about the first few, few events of this year, how they went to your standards and then, uh, yeah, how'd that, how's it going so far? Um, so as we mentioned, we finished fifth at Fort Lauderdale. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we weren't completely satisfied with that, right? Um, but we definitely had some good takeaways and some good lessons that we learned. Um, we then moved into Commonwealth Games and then Jamen Four Star, and we won both of those. Um, moving into Huntington, we came fourth. That's which dumb. again, wow. fourth <laughs> is the worst. It's the worst because it it's like you make it, you make it there. Like yeah. to yep. the last day, and yeah. then you come away with nothing. Two shots at a medal. Making oh. it to Sunday is such a great feeling, but then losing out both opportunities on Sunday is the worst. It's yeah. almost like you would rather finish on Saturday. Yeah, but it's like what's worse, fourth or fifth? Oh, I honestly don't even. Terrible. I mean, in the terms of like a little better, but yeah, <laughs> that's the paycheck about it. mentally, <laughs> mentally, yeah. mentally for sure. Fifth. Wow, fourth just takes it out of you. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then we moved over to Brazil and finished ninth. So we're having some <laughs> ebbs and flows this year, a little bit of ups and downs, which honestly, I think in the second year of a partnership is like normal and totally. um, expected. You know, we are having moments where we're playing great and amazing. And then we're having moments where we finish the game and we're like, what the heck just happened? What were we doing? Right. Um, but again, I'm, I'm obviously not happy because we want to win every time. I mean, all of us do, but I'm glad that it's happening now. So we do have time to work out those kinks and have those hard conversations and, you know, look at ourselves and like what we're doing individually, et cetera, because we're always learning and we're always looking at the opportunities in front of us. And so, yeah. It's been a little up and down right now, but um, we're hoping that heading into this next phase of the season that we start to get our footing under us again and, um, yeah, make some big strides because I know both of us have been working really hard um, individually um, to take the next steps. It's also been really interesting um, seeing how other teams 
come into games against us. Mm-hmm. Like they have absolutely nothing to lose is, is what it seems like. And like, it's, we, we can do no wrong sometimes, or we can't afford the errors sometimes. Right. And these teams are just, you know, they're playing their best level and we, we can't, not that we ever would, but we can't let up, right. you know, that's kind of what, it's a totally interesting feeling. And it's, I think it's new for us and which is exciting um, but you know, teams are bringing their aim, so we've got to respond and, and it's fun and it keeps us interested. It keeps us on our toes. Um, and it makes the game exciting. So I think this is, it's just, again, like it's all new, it's all learning and it's all exciting stuff. And I think like Sarah said, we still have, um, you know, the rest of the season, it feels like we've been playing for so long because our season but we started barely so played early. any tournaments, but yeah. it feels like so many. When you look at the schedule, it's like the, it's you guys kind of have the meat of the season still to come yeah yeah right yeah and what is next on the schedule for you guys we're going to poland um on sunday there's Mm -hmm. the czech republic that's happening right now um we don't talk about that we might get into it later (laughs) 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 um maybe we'll wait for travis to to bring up we dropped out of czech to play another tournament that we're not playing didn't plan it got it we're not allowed to you're not, let's just, let's just, uh, dig we'll into just, that right we'll, away. Let's just talk about it. Oh, a we're going to talk about it. Okay, I mean, we don't have to. No, it's totally up to you guys. No. But now the listeners are sitting there in the car, like, they're, they're on they're the edge of their seats. <laughs> oh. So, so here's what I've been hearing is that the AVP made, uh, FIVB, I actually don't know the facts here, so it's, gl- I'm glad you guys are here. <laughs> FIVB and AVP have been talking. They're, uh, FIVB is not going to allow, or they're changing the rules for AVP have, having international players, and it's complicated from there, so I'm going to let you take it. Yeah, go ahead, Sarah. <laughs> so, not, I just not want, the sorry, story. I just want to preface this. Sarah oh, okay. has done a ton I shouldn't have even work. said anything. No, 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 it's good that, because I, I don't okay, think good. many people know, and I think maybe no. everyone's under that same impression, but Sarah's done a ton of work the last, like, month, the last few weeks, um, you know, fighting on behalf of foreign players and just learning about all this, so... Um, Thanks, huge, Mom. huge kudos to her because it's been just a nightmare for her and it's been super stressful. But you know, she's been fighting for us all, so I'll let you clarify. Perfect. <laughs> this is the person you want to be listening to, everybody. <laughs> oh dear. Um, and Travis might have extra knowledge for us when we when we get no him on the podcast. So basically, um, historically, to be able to play on the AVP, mm-hmm. uh, you have to have a green card or be a U.S. citizen. So because Melissa and I spend most of our time in California. Um, we both went through the process to get green cards, so we're like legal U.S. residents now. Which is not cheap. Ugh. That's a process. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so, yeah, we're both U.S. Uh, permanent residents, and, um, yeah, thought all was good in the hood, but um, turns out USAV decided to pass this new... Um, regulation that they didn't really tell anybody about. So that it's not from FIVB? Not at all. Whoa. It's okay. from USAV. Mind blown. And they have decided that if any domestic tour um, has a foreign player in it, right. that tour has to pay USAV $5,000 per event. Per player? Per event, per event, but okay. only eight foreign players total can play. Wow. So okay. for foreign players to play every AVP tournament, that would be like forty grand, five thousand oh per tournament. Right. So, yeah. So as a foreign player, if you represent and a foreign the country, are supposed to pay this. No, or the, AVP the tour is supposed to play, pay. 
USA Volleyball. The AVP would have had to pay USA Volleyball. So AVP had the choice. Yeah. What, what also has to happen is in order for a foreign player to play in a domestic tour that's not in their that's not run by their federation, they have to get permission from uh, their own federation, from the federation of the domestic tour, and from the FIVB. And um, FIVB cannot sign off on it unless they get the signatures or the sign, the, sign, the AOK from the other two from the other two federations. Right. Um, so we could potentially still play in a tournament without getting the AOK from USAV because our federation is absolutely okay with it. And um, but if if we don't, FIVB can't sign on it. We could get sanctioned in the form of a fine or in the form of they would suspension. Suspension. They wouldn't let us play. Uh, which wow. could affect our Olympic qualification. So it's just not a, a risk that we're yeah, willing to take. Yeah, right, we don't right, want right, to right. risk it, obviously. Dang. So it sucks. I mean, we understand why the ABP doesn't want to play. Like, this has never been a rule before, and I think it's. I think everybody agrees it's kind of um, shady for USAB to make up some arbitrary Especially number. at this point. A really high number. Right. Um, and basically extort the the national tours for just a ton of money. Um, so yeah, Mel and I have talked about it, and if we were in the AVP's position, like we'd find it hard to reason paying that much money too. Right. Um, but it's it's something that we wanted to do. We are U.S. residents, so like we want to be able to earn money, and so it's really disappointing. Um, we're not sure why USAB has decided to take this stance right now. Um, so we're just gonna, you know, play it safe and not risk it. And hopefully things will get sorted out in the future because we love, we love the AVP events and we love yeah, the vibe and the too. Mm-hmm. yeah, we grew up watching it. So we'd love to be able to play. I think, uh, like moving out here and not being able to really earn an income kind of takes away a lot totally um and you know one of the reasons why i did get my green card was that i could play with sarah in avp tournaments um and it's just it's a little yeah it's a little devastating to have that kind of opportunity taken away um which is unfortunate and it is it is unfortunate because a lot of other domestic tours are typically run by their national federation so they don't kind of have this problem and they they do want and encourage um foreign players to play on their tour right um and, you know, we were so looking forward to playing on the AVP, but um, USAV just had some other plans, unfortunately. Um, but were you guys in touch or, or was anyone really in touch with USA Volleyball? Uh, I was yeah. sending emails and stuff trying to get the form signed mm-hmm. just so that we wouldn't have any problems. Um, so I was like in this triangle with like FIVB, my federation, USAV with like me just kind of spinning around in the middle. Oh, no. Um so, yeah. Well, that's kind of a bummer. I was I was excited to see you guys play on the AVP. Um, you Thanks. did get, you did play, you got to play in one event, but <laughs> you were flying. In our last. Weren't you flying uh, flying straight from another event to get there? Or well, I wish that was the situation. <laughs> it would have been way better if that. No, was. that wasn't. Okay. The FIVB actually ended up calling me like twelve hours before the event started. Uh, we were in the qualifier. And at York. that point, we'd already lost, or we'd already missed flights. We had like, already booked flights. We oh, booked the flight, missed it because we weren't allowed. Moved it back, missed it because we weren't allowed. And then we got the 
word like 12 hours before like oh you can play what this was wednesday night wednesday, wednesday evening night. we got oh. the a-ok and we had to play thursday morning so we f- woke up by like three, three and then f- jumped on a plane at six landed around eight yeah. <laughs> from canada to new york yeah. we flew to the qualifier last second we yeah. rolled then, into Manhattan at like nine. Yeah, yeah. And then slept like, for half an hour. I didn't get to sleep. Sarah got a little nap and I got some oatmeal, I think. And then, <laughs> um, and then we ran to the court to later, play. We were There's the explanation. <laughs> it was not ideal. We all looked at the bracket like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> well, I mean, we're not going to make excuses because like, it is on us. We should have we should have won that. Yeah, we take full responsibility for not... I mean, cons- but, but considering the circumstances and the situation, we weren't in our peak form and our top shape. Um, and we actually contemplated not going. Yeah, we did. Like, we're like, this is such short notice. Like, how are we going to make this happen? Like, is it worth going still? And yeah. then it was like, well, we fought so hard to be able to get the chance. If we don't show up, then it looks bad on us. We, yeah, so. we, wanted, to, we wanted to take that opportunity. Um, but it was also, you know, like those qualifiers are deadly. Like, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, they are. They are crazy. There. I think we warmed up once for we, the whole day. <laughs> honestly, and we had three games within a span of I think three or four hours, yeah. which I haven't done since like youth youth events where I was totally fine and limber and could do it no problem. <laughs> yeah, and especially when you're used to doing well in the uh, FIVB, you never play more than two matches a day. But even if you do, you have like a solid six hours in between. Right. And, yeah. And yeah, such a cute doggy. My dog's barking in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so it was definitely, um, it was a challenge, both physically and mentally. I think by our third game. Oh, also this new freeze rule caught me off guard. I was not expecting that. I had experienced that in the past, but. (laughs) I've had bad experiences with that in the past. (laughs) Now I do Nightmares. Wow, that changes the game, I think. Oh, yeah. I think uh, definite game changer. Yeah, so have you guys ever played with the freeze rule before, before playing on the AVP tour? It definitely not. <laughs> I have, I've, I've seen it. I've been on the sidelines. I've been a bystander to the freeze rule. And Disaster. even then, I did not appreciate it. I've, yeah, seen, I've seen it hurt some teams real bad. Usually me. It's mostly it destroys me. <laughs> I think I've been at 14-10 in the third so many, well, I, I can't think, say so many times. I've played like two events. I think you're 0 for 3 on the freeze rule. Yeah, not great. <laughs> Is that what happened in the in the quality, the last match? We were up twenty eighteen. We won technically. Oh, I'm sorry, no. that was that was real. We we won the first set. I totally know that feeling. You're we're like, up twenty eighteen. <laughs> yeah, you side out for the win, and then it's it. Yep. They get you on not that. Not great. Just kidding. You don't have the win yet. <laughs> um, yeah. So then we, you know, we lost that one. We struggled a little bit, and then. We were pretty, we were pretty exhausted at that point. Um, I experienced my first. I think we both experienced cramping. I think it was that powder, the electrolytes. We were taking some. We were taking some, some new, stuff. Just something you've never tried to yeah, play okay, on no, before. I know that was a rookie move by me. <laughs> um, I've never taken that before, and I probably won't again. Oh really? Yeah. I thought you did, and no. I trusted you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. See, people, this is how sensitive. Uh, professional athletes are you're like so used to being in like and it's feeling not a certain way yeah. it's like nothing like no shady nothing it was illegal. literally it was, just like electrolytes it was an electrolyte <laughs> but it had some like it had like creatine in it or something which apparently makes cramp 
I, I oh, took I it. Like, I took it like three times within a span of three hours. I don't think that was oh. good. You just thought it was straight electrolytes. I thought it was straight electrolytes, so and of... it, it was like lemony, and it tasted <laughs> tasted nice and sweet. So I was just like chugging it. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I should. Have, I just needed something. I needed some sort of sugar, oh. um, just to keep me alive. Plus, New York will game. take it out of you because you're like walking and taking the subway, and I don't know if you guys were, but. I usually well, walk flying a lot. there. Flying. Well, yeah. That'll dehydrate. <laughs> that was dehydrating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you guys. Okay. We're not trying to make us see like, no, no. we are it honestly, was... we take full responsibility yeah. for how we played. Yeah. And I mean, it's funny to look back on though. It is. I mean, maybe it'll be funny experience. eventually. I'm still like, oh, yeah. I don't <laughs> think it's funny. Sorry. It's funny for me. <laughs> <laughs> maybe in like seven years or something, I'll be okay. Yeah. But um, no, I'm, it's fine. <laughs> seven years. Yeah. It shows how competitive you are. Oh, totally, <laughs> totally. No, it was, it was definitely not our finest, um, which was really unfortunate that that was, you know, at least our first experience of the team together on the AVP and my first experience of an AVP. It was an unreal event. Like right. New York City, you can see... You know, you're on Pier 25. You can see the world peace. I forget what the new... Uh, oh, Freedom Tower. Tower. Freedom Tower. Freedom yeah. Tower. Yeah, you can see Freedom <laughs> Tower in the background. Yeah, it's really nice. Gorgeous. It's just beautiful. And you just wanted to be able to stay there and, and, you know, soak it all in and get the whole AVP experience. So we were bummed that we couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, before that, you guys played in Commonwealth Games, which... Yeah. Is interesting. You guys were telling me a little bit earlier. What exactly is the Commonwealth Games? I'm a little jealous. It sounds awesome. You should be <laughs> because it was pretty incredible. It was fun. Um, the Commonwealth basically are nations that are ruled under the Queen, um, former or current colonies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Australia, New Zealand, Canada, England are kind of the the big ones. And India. India totally. Wow. That's a big one. <laughs> That's pretty big. Very big one. Very big yeah. one. Uh, lots of African countries, island countries. That's so interesting. So a lot of them mm. I've never even heard of. We had to look up a couple, actually. Yeah, we had to Google that for sure. And it's like a mini Olympics, right? It totally is. Yeah. Honestly, I will say it. The food at the Athletes Village at Commonwealth was way better than the Olympic Really? Food. It yeah. was amazing. Amazing. It was incredible. And the village itself was nice. I, I've had a couple other, other multi-sport games experiences, Pan Ams. Right. Um, and the, like this village was unbelievable. Uh-huh. We had, there was like free ice cream 24 <laughs> seven <laughs> puppies, Pup, they, they brought puppies. In puppies, like therapy puppies no to way. like, you know, release cuddle, some stress yeah. and cuddle and yeah, yeah, totally. What else did they have? They had the dancers, they had the dance, live music, they had live music every night. And then they had this Australian barbecue and we tried oh, some crocodile, we tried crocodile sausages, Jeez. kangaroo sausages, emu. emu. It was just, you know, we tried a lot of new things there. Yeah. Um, they had a games room. They had um, an optometrist. Dentist? They had a dentist. What? Yeah, yeah. They had beautiful swimming pools. It was and, insane. Do they have that at the Olympics? Like the dentist? and? I don't know. I don't... I why, didn't wait, stay full all, time. why did they have that? Like right? everyone didn't take care of the dental... <laughs> The dental work well, before. Not, okay, they're not giving you like cleaning. Um, Mel tried. I tried. I did try and, and sneak that in there. It's like it's if like something mouth, happens. Mouth guards. And, oh, like, I if see. You play with mouth, yeah, like accidental. Like if you like chip a tooth, they'll probably take care of that. It is wild. Like I don't think people understand how big these multi-sport games it are. Was, like I, I went yeah. to Pan Am Games for indoors. I went to Wugs for beach. Yeah, I went Actually, there. I went to Wugs twice for beach. Yeah. And it's like... If I never, I haven't been to the Olympics. So as far as I know, it's the exact same thing. Like this is the entire giant it's, cities being giant structures and 
buildings being built for this specific yeah. three-week event, just like incredible. the Olympics. Yeah. Commonwealth huge. is like the second biggest multi-sport games in the world. I think oh, there are really? like yeah. 6,500 athletes, so and in the Olympics, it's like 10,000. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. I think it's most 71 India. nations and territories or at Commonwealth. Was, See, I got to yeah, study up my history of all the places the queen rules. <laughs> like the whole world. <laughs> I think the it's like a 2.5 billion population, wow. world population is in the Commonwealth. It's okay. incredible. We were kind of disappointed because the queen did not come, neither did Meghan Markle or... We, Prince, Prince Charles was there. Prince Charles was there. Was, and what's his wife's name? Camilla. Camilla. Camilla was there. They're not our favorites. Um, but we wanted know, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Yeah, we really wanted Meghan. Are they the ones that just got married? The, they're the oh, ones. Yeah. So they're a hot topic right now. Hot topic. Yeah. Yes, we <laughs> love Meghan. Big fans of Suits. Um, but yeah, it was impressive. And you know who else was there? Chris Hemsworth did not come to Beach Volleyball. Who did not come to Beach Volleyball? Uh, is to, that Thor? Yes, Thor was there. Oh no way! Thor and was he there. Didn't show up for Beach Volleyball. He did not show up for Beach Volleyball. I heard he's a surfer too. Yeah, yeah. We were disappointed. <sighs> you know, we Dude. tweeted him a couple times. Radio Didn't even respond. Silence. Yeah. Um, also, you, you, I hope Usain Bolt listening. was there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was Jamaica there watching. Jamaica is a Commonwealth is. country? Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. No, it was a fun time. Um, and it was it was great. And the Australians love beach volleyball. Like, mm. they appreciate it, and they are such respectful fans. Um, and we played Australia in the finals, and they had every right to cheer against us, but I think they were cheering for good volleyball, which was yeah. really nice. Um, we're expecting some heckling, but yeah, they were no. respectful. And even after we won, which was a, <laughs> which was a great game, they were like so appreciative and they recognized us in the streets and they would come up to us and say what a great game we had and how some of them were rooting for us. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like how we walked into their like volleyball oh, Australia yeah. Federation party ac- that by accident. Awkward. <laughs> that was weird. That well, was awkward. But they were very nice. <laughs> they were, they were nice. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. I'm kind of jealous. You I mean, should be. Especially, like, being an aspiring Olympian, for me, and Melissa, you're yeah, an aspiring totally. Olympian, it seems like you got, like, almost that full-on Olympic experience, and Sarah will be able to kind of uh, say more about mm-hmm. that, but, I mean, do you think it's huge uh, being able to play in that with your partner that you're trying to make a run for the Olympics in with? We actually had several conversations about it while we were there, and, you know, the Olympics is just such a different feel and a different vibe because you know you'll play once every two days maybe and just like the amount of downtime that you have and like trying to fit in trainings and like playing at 10 p.m and all that it's like um such a difference from what we're used to so distractions and there are so many distractions so mel and i were talking like we're really really happy that our first uh multi-sport games was the commonwealth so that when we if and when we do go to the Olympics, then it's like not such a shock to yeah. our systems. That's awesome. We kind of already have that under our belt. We have that experience. So I was actually thinking about it. that. I was yeah. like, if the Pan Ams comes up and it's another opportunity, because for the U.S., like I think we sent like mm-hmm. guys that weren't even ranked in the top ten last time. Yeah. Um, I think. <laughs> um, but I've been, like I said, I've been to the Pan Ams before, and that's a great like Olympic style experience and. I was thinking it'd be a great opportunity to, to go sure. play in that, even though there's a lot of time away during season, I believe. Um, but yeah, I think that's a super valuable experience you guys mm. got. Yeah. And now, while we were talking about that, our boy, uh, good old Travis Money Mwerder, walked in. <laughs> he, uh, he's been in some, some 
He's been in some important meetings, uh, getting getting the down low for us on all kinds of info. I don't know what he can tell us, but uh, welcome back, Travis. Now we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Wilson Volleyball. The AVP season is back, hallelujah, which means, guess what? We are back to playing with Wilson Volleyballs again, and the college girls plays with Wilson, and the CBVA plays with Wilson, the AVP plays with Wilson. There is a reason that all of the pros and those about to become pros play with Wilsons, all right? It is the best ball in the game. It is the one the pros use and the one that you should use as well, and the good news is is that you can get 20% off by using our discount code WILSONSAND. All right, and I'll say that one more time. You can get 20% off by using our discount code WILSONSAND for 20% off of the best balls in the game. This podcast is also brought to you by Firefly Recovery. Listen, we're all athletes here for the most part, which means that we are all aching in some way or other or sore somewhere. All right, and a lot of times this is our knees, which is where Firefly Recovery comes into play, which is why I love them so much. So if you're one of those weird people who go to work every day, like I do, you can strap this onto your knee while you're sitting at your desk, and it helps you recover by moving the blood around in the region. I'm not a scientist. I don't know exactly how it works. You can go to fireflyrecovery.com. They have all sorts of testimonials and information out there. But what I just want to say is that it works. Like if you're traveling on a plane to an FIVB or a Norseka or to AVP Austin or to AVP New York or Seattle or wherever it may be, use Firefly Recovery on the plane. It'll help you recover while you're sitting there on your plane ride talking to people that you probably don't want to be talking to anyway. So use Firefly Recovery to be the best athlete that you can be. We would like to welcome a new sponsor to the show, Pacific Coast Wealth Management, or PCWM, if that's easier for you. If your financial plan goes beyond making it into the main draw of an AVP volleyball tournament, check out their online planning tool at PacificCoastWealthManagement.com. When you're there, click on Build Build Your Financial Plan Here link and work with a a licensed fiduciary advisor who can discuss 401k, IRA, life insurance, estate plans, tax strategy, social security, investments, or good old stock tips, also known as everything that beach volleyball players do not specialize in. You could use the help. Trust me, I know. Hit up Pacific Coast Wealth Management today. Business owners who need to offer benefits, retirement, or pension plans for their employees, partners, or themselves. Or 529 college savings or Roth IRA for your kids. Did you know you can gift $15,000 per year to your kid? Start with your favorite volleyball player by connecting with us at Pacific Coast Wealth Management Instagram or www.pacificcoastwealthmanagement.com or give them a call. 949-637-7052. Again, their phone number is 949-637-7052. Or we all know that Beach Volleyball, you're on Instagram. Hit them up at Pacific Coast Wealth Management on Insta. Hit them in your DMs, whatever it may be. Get in touch. We all know we need a little financial help in Beach Volleyball. These are your guys. All right. Well, I've shown up fashionably late. Sorry, <laughs> you guys are the first podcast that I've been late to, so I apologize you for that. Very lucky. <laughs> so, Great. But yeah, I was uh, I was in a meeting with the AVP um, to talk about just the international um, players not being allowed 
for Seattle. And of course, it was it's a much more complicated issue than it seems, as I'm sure you guys know and probably already talked about. Well, that's so pretty the, much the only reason they're here yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. So the meeting went a little bit longer than I expected it to, because I, I thought it was kind of a cut and dry thing. And definitely not cut and dry. Definitely not cut and dry. No, <laughs> so. Not black and white. We got Sarah's uh, perspective on it already, or both of their perspectives on it already, but. Basically, they, they would be in the Czech Republic right now mm-hmm. if uh, they hadn't signed up for AVP Seattle. But instead, even better. Now you get to hang out with us. They're on the Sandcast. <laughs> Sweet. So everybody wins. Yeah. You guys get exactly. to stay home for a little bit, and we get you on the podcast. So Exactly. And Melissa Everybody's gets happy. to learn that uh, creatine does the opposite of electrolytes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we just, we just bad, taught her that, that creatine makes your muscles absorb water, so you tend to cramp more. And uh, you were trying she to take electrolytes so you don't cramp. me that like oh crazy. <laughs> this, okay, this product was misleading because it said electrolyte, but it also had creatine in it. And it tasted so yummy. So I had like three big so scoops cool. of it within like a span of three hours. I guess hours. the electrolytes are supposed to counter the... the uh, it did not creatine. because oh. in my last game, I experienced my very first cramp ever. And I've, I've been super proud that I've never cramped before in a volleyball yeah. game. Um but not that day. Not in the well, ABP Well, I thought qualifiers. that Mel had used this product so many times, too. <laughs> she trusted me. Sorry. Because, like, I ate something that was terrible for breakfast. So I, like, felt like I was going to barf the whole day. And then, like, so I couldn't eat anything. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, these electrolytes will probably <laughs> help since I, can't, since I can't, <laughs> like, ingest food. Why don't I take these electrolytes to give me some kind of stamina? No. I took just as much as her and my toes were like curling up it was gross it's the worst when like when your toes cramp because you're like looking at him you're like no no no, where are you going (laughs) (laughs) i I had a massive calf cramp which i've never experienced these are painful yeah i always thought people were being like kind of babies when they were (laughs) complaining about cramping in a game i was like come on like just stretch it out suck it up let's go but then it happened to me and um can't say that i deal with it very well that's why when like when LeBron cramped out of the finals, I think they were playing San Antonio. I forget what year it was, yeah, but yeah, everybody yeah. was calling him a huge baby, and I was like, I've had him. Like, you can't <laughs> walk. No you joke. can't do anything. Yeah, yeah. Like, Plus, the like, AC yeah. went out one game. Wasn't that yeah. the series? Yeah. He's just drenched, <laughs> trying, big, to, big trying to carry his team. Look at this wimp. <laughs> can't make it through. <laughs> yeah, cramps suck. Yeah. Yeah, it's well, now we, now we know that creatine electrolytes, two different things. <laughs> For all you kids out there thinking of taking creatine, don't. Don't do it. <laughs> so, well, now that you guys are not going to check, you know, what's what's next on the map for you guys? Yeah, we're here this week training. Um, and then on Sunday, we're heading to Poland. And then we do a kind of a three-week um, Euro trip. Okay. Uh, back for a little bit. And then we head over for Vienna. Nice. The last major series, and then um, hopefully we qualify for Hamburg, the World Tour Finals, which will be amazing. We love that event. Um, and then that's kind of the end of that little Euro trip, I guess. And then um, maybe some things in the fall. We have Olympic qualification starts already in September, crazy, which is it? wild. So we have uh, an event in China in October which is the first one of the Olympic qualification, so we're excited for that one. Yeah, I'd love uh, to be there with you. Yeah, come on. Hoping. I'm hoping. Keep trucking. You're working That's hard. The goal. So, yeah. Yeah, I was wondering, actually, how many teams would go to that because, I mean, the Euros especially, they hate going to China. 
don't <laughs> right? know. I feel like because it's the first one and the only one from this season, I think it's going to be a full field. Yeah, exactly. And there's a three-star and then a four-star the week after, right? The first or the second and third week of October, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, the four-star is the second week of the October. It's my birthday, China. actually. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love being in China on my birthday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've had every birthday except for this one, which is in two days. Oh. Um, overseas or on some kind yeah. of trip and mm-hmm. i am going to seattle on wednesday on my birthday are so. you <laughs> of course <There> you <laughs> it's only gabby. fitting and we do need to yeah. give we per, well maybe we already gave gabby a shout out it's, it's her birthday it is gabby's mama's birthday today. today it's her birthday today. Today. No. oh no oh yeah i forgot to tell you guys Try. my bad drop the ball on that one i hate when i happy someone. birthday gabby happy birthday gabby <laughs> everyone go check out her uh, the restoration girl. restoration girl yep. instagram account it's incredible so amazing. oh she's awesome she's so good yeah mm-hmm. yeah she's i'm gonna hit her up for some custom pieces yeah. Yeah. yeah i'm now i bought a truck because i wanted to like be able to throw my stuff in it and now she just borrows it like every other day throwing furniture in and <laughs> that's gabby's she's building all this she's got full tool shed and like workspace in the garage and everyone's like oh is that your stuff i'm like no i don't <laughs> i don't, my wife, I don't own a tool <laughs> it's my little five five wife's stuff yeah. <laughs> but yeah anyway if you're in the area restoration girls got you check right. it out <laughs> yeah with olympic qualification like semi coming up mm-hmm. have you guys thought about how you're going to pick and choose what events you play or is that still, I know that you have a big Euro swing coming up anyway, if maybe you're, that's just too far in the future to project. Um, I mean, as far as Olympic qualifier goes, I think, in my opinion, um, it's important to play all of them. Um, I mean, obviously, like, we focus on the four and five stars, but, like, I think it's important to play all of the four and fives. Um, even if they are back to back, because it is such a long qualification process and you don't always know what the future will hold as far as illness, injury, et cetera. So I think, you know, getting, locking in your 12 events as soon as possible, um, is very important. And then you can make adjustments and like drop the ones, um, that you need to, um, it's nice to be able to be flexible at the end of the qualification mm-hmm, totally. period too, right? Where maybe there is a four or five star, but it's close to the Olympics and you're like, we already qualified for sure, so we're going to rest or yeah. Yeah. all that rather than doing what I had to do, which is just grind through like every Leave it to the very end. Grand Slam and Open yeah. at the time it was. We had to just go play in every single event and yeah. it was, grind. It was crazy to watch in Hamburg, which was the last tournament uh, before Rio, to see teams they would literally some games were do or die. Like if they mm-hmm. won it, they were going, if they lost, they weren't going to the Olympics. Yeah. And that was just insane. That was, was our crazy. first event. So emotional. The event before that, we actually got eliminated from it. So then Hamburg was like just mm-hmm. up in the air and we played like crap. But yeah, that, yeah. I remember that uh, Mexico yeah. got, yes. got yes. the bid that John and I would have had because we, we lost out on country quota. So this oh. 17th team got to go in and Mexico won their bid there. And it was, that was pretty cool to watch. If you guys yeah. saw it, they were just like, yeah, oh, watching so the, stoked. Yeah, that was really nice. And the Germans, I believe, as well. Yeah, Bachermann also. Bachermann Bachermann Flugen. Flugen. Yeah, that was yeah. huge. They had a crazy, uh, mm-hmm. or a hilarious celebration, as always, <laughs> <laughs> rolling around in the sand <laughs> when they won. Yeah. yeah, definitely a fun, uh, well, kind of fun but stressful time in mm-hmm. Olympic qualification. Yeah. But like you said, you want to kind of get your finishes in early so 
that time's not quite as stressful. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. You never know what the future holds either. So yeah. right. it's good to lock it in. Totally. And it's a super long time period. Like you don't yeah. know if maybe there's some young Canadian team that's going to be making a run at that point. Look where you guys were two years ago. Mm-hmm. You were just a new, well, year and a half ago, you guys were just a new partnership. You had no idea where this was going to go. Now you're a top team in the world. Yeah. Never know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And with, I'm so curious as to how, like, how do you maintain your level of play when you're on the road for three weeks in foreign countries? Because, like, here you have your routine. I'm assuming you would have, like, your coaches and training schedule and meals and stuff. And then on the road, it's it's kind of a, I mean, I've never done a three-week uh, tour. I'm playing a couple different events. So just walk us through the process of just how you maintain it living at a high level, just like healthy and also playing too. Yeah, I think that is the challenge. And I think it's more of a challenge for North Americans, to be honest, I think, or just, and and South Americans as well. A lot of the tournaments we play are in Europe. um, And, you know, Europeans are fortunate. They are able to kind of go back and forth and go home. Um, And we kind of, our home is on the road. Our home is our suitcase. So we try and stay on routine as much as possible. Um, and if that means bringing a suitcase full of food, which sometimes it is, we do definitely when we go to China for sure, um, bring things that you're comfortable with from back home that, you know, work for you. Don't take new products the same day that you compete. (laughs) Um, and, um, once you're on tour, you know, you're in competition mode and, and you kind of, you have a set routine already. Um, when it, when it gets difficult is when we're on the road alone and, um, our coach isn't with us, which actually happens more often than not. Um, and we're just kind of fending for ourselves out there and warming up on your own on a warm up court with 10 other teams gets challenging sometimes. Um, but I think, you know, we've, we've kind of built and curated a, a little routine that we know that works for us and, um, individually and together. And so I think we just try and stick to that. Um, make sure you get your sleep and, um, I think we try and just get adjusted on planes. Like before we even get there, we've kind of started preparing to see how we can stay in top shape. Do you kind of plan out your sleeping schedule? Like before you even get on the plane, knowing that you're going to fly at this time, try to sleep on the plane for a certain, I know it never goes according (laughs) to plan, but, and then you, you know, sometimes we land overseas Mm -hmm. and it's like 6am, but you didn't sleep the night before you're like, do I take a nap or do I stay up for eight hours, nine hours and force myself? Yeah. You'll see a lot of teams walking around the lobby, like just trying not to be in their room and falling asleep, yeah. right? Yeah. You guys kind of plan that out, this sleep schedule beforehand? Um, personally, I don't. Um, I just, no matter what, I just try to sleep as much as I can on the plane. And mm-hmm. then I just force myself to stay awake until like an acceptable bedtime. Sometimes it's <laughs> seven o'clock, but, um, yeah. we try to push it till nine. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we don't usually nap when we arrive. No. Um, just nappers. try to sleep as much as possible, um, when we're traveling and then fight it out yeah. the day we get there. What yeah. about, uh, when you forced to play in less ideal conditions or in less ideal amount of sleep? How does that kind of work for you guys mentally? Because well, I know a lot well. of teams have to. <laughs> Obviously, you normally, you normally don't have to do that. <laughs> AVP seemed like the perfect storm, AVP New York. But, I mean, yeah, do you guys ever have to do that? Or, is, no. or is, do you just plan so you don't have to? Kind I of? mean, we always plan to be at a, an event at least three nights before 
um, so that we have adequate sleep and we have adequate time to get adjusted and to acclimatize um, so that we can avoid um, situations. Like, you guys are smart. Me and <laughs> me and Hayden would show up like the day before sometimes. And Are you serious? Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> Hayden likes to hang out with his kids and I just like, kind of went in, with in the flow. In a European event. It's sometimes, like a nine-hour yeah. time difference. Yeah, yeah sometimes we do that. Wow, that's <laughs> impressive. I like now that I feel like the main the world tour has like gotten even deeper. So like you really don't have. I mean, not that you ever did, but you really don't have any easy matches now. And now with the new double or um, the new modified pool play game, you know that's your first matches. Your first matches is right. pretty crucial. Yeah. You guys are smart. Well, I mean, yeah. That's I mean, I guess the it. hardest thing we do is we sometimes we play like the 8 a.m. match, like the first match of the first day. Right. So like we like to wake up three hours before yeah, we play so that we like digest our food. So like the 8 a.m. match, we're waking up at five. <laughs> so like, I mean, it's not ideal, right. but you just don't think about it. Mm-hmm. You yeah. just everybody else is in the same yeah. position. So and once you get moving, once you get to the courts, you know, you're in you're in game mode. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we, we usually, we like to go a couple of days before, get prepared, um, and just kind of stick with routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I could learn something from you guys. I got into New York at 11 p.m. the night before the qualifier. Oh, did you? So, not that it's anywhere close to, like, traveling to Europe, but it would probably help to uh, you know, maybe see the site. We got to get our boy <laughs> Travis out of the country. He hasn't left the country yet. You Still haven't yet. left the country. No stamps on the passport yet. Wow. <laughs> like, ever? Yeah. Ever. But you have a passport. Wow. But I do have a passport. There you go. Yeah, like you haven't start. even driven across to Canada nope. or Mexico. Nope. Zon has offered to go to Mexico a few times, <laughs> but I don't know if I'd be coming back from that trip. <laughs> Dude, you so live awesome. in SoCal. You can just do a quick like, yeah, little dip. Just that's to easy. No, I, uh, I want to. Um, I thought about going and playing a couple events in New Zealand, but then I just oh, looked cool. at it and it was kind of expensive. It is expensive. And, very expensive. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of tiptoed out of that one. Yeah. Wait, so how did that, uh, how did the qualification go for you in New York? Not great. Not great. Yeah. It, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It sort of like eased my uh, loss that I saw that like one of the best teams on the planet also lost in the qualifier. I was like, okay. A better well, team I'm than glad, me also I'm lost. Glad we could you. <laughs> so, yeah. If our loss can help Sorry. others, <laughs> Sorry to bring that up. Beneficial. But yeah. um, could have yeah. gone better. Okay. For both of us. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the Sandcast crew yeah. really struggled in New York. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm curious because you mentioned the modified pool play mm-hmm. and you guys played in Huntington in a colossal double limb. And then you've oh. also played in the, I don't even, like non modified pool play. What's your favorite format? To play under. Personally, I love the the modified pool play. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah, I think um, I think it avoids you know a lot of upsets in pools that you can see by when you do a regular pool play. Um, and it's you know it's one less game the further that you go in the week, which you know it does save you a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's, guess what? Those stupid matches where a team like a two and O versus an O and right. two, yeah. and nobody's really trying, and it's just like or that's not forf- sports. Or you or forfeit, forfeit. So many yeah. forfeits. Yeah. yeah, I hate that. Yeah. Yeah, we totally did that. <laughs> <laughs> See, but that that's their fault because they set the system up yes. to where you benefit yeah. if you forfeit if you have already had the pool won. So, no, it's true. I mean, no, it's true. Smart it to take flawed. advantage. Yeah. So I do like the modified pool play. Yeah. Double limb is great if you're winning, but even. That big, we made it like we made it pretty far still without it's losing. It's just so big with that many teams. It's it not madness. good. Yeah. I thought it was just crazy. Mm-hmm. Was it? Is it too big, or I, was I that like so. pretty fun? 
I thought it was too big personally. Yeah, I think it was too big. I think yeah. it was too big. Yeah. I mean, it was a cool concept and like I understand like the hybrid and having that many American teams and like, totally. yeah, to have that many with the AVP system, like, yeah, we get it. But like being in it and playing, it, it was, yeah. too, it was too big for double LM. Yeah. Yeah. It was. I don't, I'm not nearly as familiar with the women's just hierarchy of beach volleyballs and the men's, but you, I was looking at some of the men's matches in the first round and I was like, this could very well have been the gold medal match. In the first round. Yeah. Yeah. Men's volleyball is, is it's yeah. pretty crazy. I There's think. a lot more parody across the men's side. Yeah. Um, Any, yeah. Anyone can. But win. I didn't know if you guys had that sense on the women's side, too, that you're looking at in the round of like 32 and be like, holy cow, like we just saw this as a medal match like a week ago. Because you, you guys were coming off a win heading mm-hmm. into Huntington, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We had played China right before that uh, and won there. Yeah. But. And it was, I mean, it's also tough because, like, with all the teams, like, the European teams and stuff had never seen the majority of the teams they were playing in the first couple rounds. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like, there's an adjustment period when you play against somebody that you've never faced before. Like, the first set pretty much is, like, figuring out tendencies and tells and, like, how to even play them. So, I mean... Like we practice against a lot of American teams, so it's it's fine. But for the Europeans who have never seen it before, and then coming into like a big event and being like, "Whoa, what's going on?" <laughs> like, yeah. that's that's not ideal. Yeah. How much film do you guys watch to prepare for, say, a team you don't see much? Um, lots. Um, <laughs> we we try and and be as prepared as possible. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's tough, especially if it's a team that you've never seen before. Um, but usually with teams you've never seen before, there's not a ton, um, on them. So you guys watch a lot of film, but at what point does it become like useful in a match? Like how much does it come into play? Would you say? Um, the way I always think about it is, you know, when you're playing the game, you need to do you. You need to obviously watch for certain tendencies. But, you know, when people don't have pressure on them and when the game is in its early phases, like people are playing free and they won't necessarily do what you're seeing on film, which, um, you know, it can be frustrating at times. But the thing that I've realized is when the game is on the line, that's when people will always go back to their tendencies because. It's what they believe in. It's what they're comfortable with. So, you know, what you see on video might not come into play at 5-5 or 11-10, but when the game's on the line and it's like 20-20, that is when you can take what you've learned from film. And, you know, watching film is important to win you maybe two or three points in a set. Um, It's not going to be, you know, 15-point run solely based on tendencies but if you can pick up a couple tidbits and steal two or three points when it really counts then what you've seen on video paid off yeah it, it kind of reminds me of this story i was talking to theo bruner a while ago and when he first started playing with todd rogers they were playing against i think it was dave mckenzie and he kept hitting this cut shot and this cut shot and todd basically knew it was coming and mm-hmm. theo was like we gotta like stop this thing and they were down 18 17 
And then Todd picked up three cut shots in a row, sided them out, and yep. then they ended up winning the match. And, and Theo was like, why'd you do that? And Todd was like, well, why would I, why would I go let him know that I have that at 7-7 seven, seven when I can just yeah. wait till the game's on the line wow. and just turn and it around then? It's so true. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, people say Sarah only blocks ball. She's not creative. It's like, no, a lot of time we're letting you have what you want. <laughs> but when it matters, we'll take it from you. Yeah. So you don't know when, you don't know what we're going to take, but we're well aware what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> we are in your head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a good mental chess match. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. And how nice is it, too, by the way, playing behind a 6'4"? Six, six, four? Six, four block? You know what? I'll take it. <laughs> uh, I'm 6'5", but six, five? You know, I'm 6'4 is fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. It's incredible. Like, Height aside, she is incredible and such a mentor. And I honestly think that her like ball control skills get overlooked because um, I feel like that's one of our strengths is, is the way that we're able to just kind of like focus on pass set and kind of run an offense like that, which is which is incredible. And so um, defensively, it's awesome because we get to try so many different things and we get to run a lot of plays and it's so fun. Um, and we're just constantly communicating. I think we really complement each other. So. It's a lot of fun. It makes it makes it fun. Yeah. I mean, it looks like you guys have fun, too. The only time I've ever seen you guys play was in Huntington. Ooh, which um, game? I saw, well, I saw <laughs> one of the earlier rounds, and then I, I watched either the semi or the bronze Not medal good. match. Mm, <laughs> it was still a fun match to watch. I mean, they were both kind of exciting. Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, not our best though. <laughs> the best is yet to come. Just, just keep waiting. Keep I like waiting. that. Well, I, I didn't see anything in New York. If that helps. So. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Um, now you, we kind of mentioned it a second ago, but you do have a vlog. So where can we follow along with your vlog? You guys, it is hilarious. You know what? It's only funny because of Sarah's cameos. Everyone no, when she goes to the farmer's market, it's a disaster, but in a good way. And it's so funny. Um, so I have a YouTube channel that was kind of really inspired because a lot of people wanted to see behind the scenes, what we do, right. um, what our lives look like, what we do on tour. So I started doing that a few times. Um, I did it in kind of what a typical day looks like in LA. And then I did a, a vlog in Fort Lauderdale, which was really fun. The day that you just went out to eat like every oh meal. yeah yeah I also made a very very good video um basically an excuse to eat we went or we went to one place to have brunch and then I just made it a whole day of my favorite places in LA to eat like so if you're day. curious yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it was an excellent day um and then I kind of vlogged a lot in Commonwealth Games so if you want to see behind the scenes and what the village looked like yeah. I show you there um and I did a little bit of vlogging in New York uh that was short-lived uh, <laughs> <laughs> quality content while it lasted probably like a minute long but, um, you know if you're curious short and sweet yeah so it's basically it's my name it's Melissa Humana Paredes on YouTube um, and um, I also do a little bit of vlogging I guess on my um, Instagram stories so stay okay. tuned for this Wednesday we'll have a special guest Kelly Reeves and I are going to take on a farmer's market <laughs> so, guys, I'm so that's excited. A, it's that's gonna be quite fun. a duo. It's gonna be fun, yeah. <laughs> Typical Tuesday meets Mel's vlog. Yeah, we already had <laughs> Gucci Kelly Reeves on here. She yeah. is incredible. Love that girl. She's so yeah. funny. She's super Gucci. 
My uh, <laughs> super coochie. My dad was in New York and he met um, Brittany Howard. Oh yeah. And he was like, "Oh, you're Team Gucci." <laughs> <laughs> I love that it's caught on. We're actually looking for a team name as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can kind of if the we'll do a we'll do an Insta post. Yeah. Amazing. And then we'll try yeah. to get a a team nickname maybe. Yeah. Actually, we're maybe looking. maybe we could arrange a giveaway well, you know, that the the winner, your guy's favorite team name, as mm-hmm. as dubbed by our listeners, okay. um, can get it. What a sign, Wilson Ball. What we can we give a, away today? We have volleyballs. We can give away. Hey. We got. We got a. a we need two. A bag. So yeah. this one, we need a team hashtag. So maybe you guys can run. Oh, yeah, can okay. do a okay. thing for our team, team hashtag. hashtag. Yeah. But then there's some tournaments coming up in the fall that we need. It. We're not going by our names. We're not going by our last names. So we're not we going to be Humana Paredes Pavin. Whoa. We need like aliases. Right. Yeah. That like, is very confusing. Should we ask Canadian why? <laughs> Wait, yeah, I'm curious. Like, what <laughs> <laughs> what term is this? I know we're being super. Okay. Okay. Can we? Is it allowed? I don't know. I feel like you guys are going to have a lot of get exclusive you in information. I love we'll, we'll, it. We'll find out if it's exclusive, and if, if it is, then we'll just... We did accidentally break credit. the news of April partnering with Alex, so if you guys want to did drop really? any accidental yeah. breaking news on this one. <laughs> um, I think well, I'm sure you've seen the ads on yeah. FIVB about the and King of the, the Beach. Time, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So we are, we've been invited to play in those. Yeah. You know what? If you can't say this, edit it out. Um, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But yeah, so we're, the, we're not going by our names. So you need to make a team name. Really? Like okay. Golden State Warriors or something. Like, yeah. It right. has to be just something completely. Ooh. Yes. Random. So we need ideas from the fans to That's come right. up with your king of the court, which we talked about a little bit with Brower Musin. Did you? Oh, okay. okay, great. We need to talk about your. Or we need to figure out your king of the court. Exactly. King of the court name, and we need a team hashtag. Yeah. Okay. Because right now our name is S N M, which you I know, mean, it's cool. It's yeah. <laughs> some people could read into that if they want, but. Um, All right. So where so where are we going to have these listeners? Do we want it comments on your vlog? Do we want it on our Instagram? What are you guys feeling? Oh. Oh dear. Both. What is? <laughs> should we just keep it one? Yeah, should we do it on our Instagram too? Yeah, like individually. So many options. There are tons of options. So okay, options. we're gonna have to. Um, we're gonna. Like how about how about we'll? Yeah, let's do it on your vlog. Let's get people to check that out. Okay. But we're gonna post on our Instagram just to remind people. Cool. Of it, but how did? Can they comment on your vlog? Hundred percent. Right. Yeah. Get her some more followers. It's gonna be on YouTube. It's gonna be on YouTube. Yeah, that's so. Will this it. podcast? Everyone wave. <laughs> <laughs> so go on your vlog on YouTube. Yeah. And you can comment there. Yeah, cool. Comment the hashtag and the team name. And uh, we'll remind you of it on our Sandcast podcast. And then your selection. So we'll have you guys sign a ball and the ones that you the team the individual that gives you guys the names that you select yeah. will get the signed uh named <laughs> Amazing. To, to be determined name sign ball. Woohoo! <laughs> exactly. Ooh, I like that. All right, exciting. there we go. Okay. Sweet. And then, now you have a blog that needs updating, correct? Yeah, once season rolls around, it's hard for me to, uh, to keep up with that. But, it's um, very informative, though. Yeah, I do try to do that. I, I checked it out. It's it. very informative. And, oh, uh, thanks. I, like, yeah. I learned a lot. There's a lot talking about just being a professional athlete from your indoor days, which we didn't talk about much here, but by the way, she, she was mm. player of the year in college, 
where she was a national champion at Nebraska, all-time kill leader, and had a 4.0 GPA the whole time. I have. I had, did have those <laughs> notes. Oh. Uh, and then you played indoor oh. in Italy, Brazil, Korea, and China. Yeah. So everything we've been talking about, people, yeah, she did all that before she even it, stepped on the beach. That's incredible. how old I am, I think. <laughs> She's been oh. playing for 20 years. She's an all-star. Forever. <laughs> but, yeah, are you still uh, working on that a little bit, or are you kind of yeah. just being the cameo um, uh, you know, partner in the vlog. I've taken over more of a cameo role on the vlog, <laughs> which um, she nails. Every I'm time. actually taking in uh, some university courses right now just for fun. Um, so that is taking my time with volleyball. But once the season settles down, I will be posting more frequently on that. And so, Love and it. where can our listeners find that when you're ready to go post again? SarahPavin.com. SarahPavin.com. There we yeah. go. And I know you got to run, so we have one quick question before you're out the door. Uh, this is the last one that we ask all of our guests is if you had to give a piece of advice to a young up and coming beach volleyball player or even indoor, if you wanted to go back to those days, what would that piece of advice be? Oh, that's a, that's a great question. I think for me, something that uh, really resonates with me is to not be afraid to get outside your comfort zone. Um, you know, starting this new partnership with Sarah um, having to move away from home, coming to California, moving across the country and getting a green card, getting a green card, you know, going through a lot of changes and doing some things that are uncomfortable, I think, uh, it turned out for the best for me. So I think getting outside your comfort zone is super important. Um, especially when you're out there on the court. Yeah, I'd agree. That is a hard question. <laughs> um, the one that came to mind first was don't ever let people tell you what you can and can't do. Um, people are so quick to criticize and, um, you know, if I had listened to half the things people told me, um, I wouldn't be playing beach. Um, I was told that mm -hmm. I would never do anything in beach volleyball and that indoor players don't make good beach athletes. So, um, you know, you do what you believe in and believe in yourself because that's the most important thing and you're going to have a lot of haters. So just... You do Shut you, them boo -boo. up and you do you. <laughs> do what makes you happy. Love All right. It. Awesome. Well, again, sorry for my tardiness, ladies. No worries. Appreciate you, you guys hanging it. in there. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you, thanks ladies. Thanks for having Hi. us. Awesome. This was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome back anytime. And check out the vlog, people. It's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now there's pressure. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. <laughs>